0: Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Movies and Stuff for July 17th, 2007. I am your host, Robert Yates. So happy to be with you here on this lovely Monday evening. Uh, fun, fun fact, if you didn't notice about today, and some of you are listening to this in podcast form, so you won't hear it till tomorrow, but 7-17-17, uh, that's today. It's a, what is that, a palindrome? Guess it's technically a palindrome, where it's the same forward as backwards, Seven one seven one seven. Anyway, cool fact, that's our and stuff part of the show. Uh, we got a lot of movie news, though, for you. Uh, most of it related to Disney. Disney had their D23 conference, and they announced a bunch of movie news, uh, showed a bunch of trailers and footage, behind-the-scenes stuff for a lot of movies. Uh, so a lot of news came out uh, with Disney and their property, Star Wars... The Avengers, uh, some live-action Aladdin news, and some news from Pixar, too. So we're going to go over that, talk about that. There's some movies coming out tomorrow on digital and video on Tuesday. Uh, Also, we're going to do our weekend wrap-up. Spoilers, I did not do well this weekend. (laughs) I did not predict the the weekend well. Anyway, uh, that's what we got ahead in the show for you. If you want to be a part of the show, as always, feel free to, to use the Anchor app and call into the show. Uh, I can just throw your audio right in there. Any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, and just respond to you directly. Uh, So you can be a part of the show that way. Or you can email me at my email, themoviesandstuff at gmail.com. That's themoviesandstuff at gmail.com. Check that email before every show. If you don't feel like having your voice literally on the show, uh, you can at least have your questions uh, be answered that way. So anyway, those are the two ways to be part of the show. As always, feel free to go and do that. Let's jump in to the movie news. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about, I just labeled D23 News Roundup. I'm just going to go through a bunch of the news stories that happened there because most of the news this weekend came from that conference. The first set of news, Incredibles Incredibles 2, is happening. Uh, ai Jin, uh, sat down with John Lasseter, who's the producer of the movie, uh, and he had a couple things to say about uh, the movie, as well as the fact that it begins literally like the minute after the first film. Uh, quote, it starts right after the first one finishes, so it just carries on. It starts with the Underminer in a big old set piece. You know that at the end of the first movie, when he comes up and you see the family dressed as superheroes? Well, that's where, uh, that's where the movie starts end quote. Uh, Brad Bird, uh, who wrote and directed the first one, is writing and directing this one. John Lasseter, the producer, went on to say, quote, One of the unique things about The Incredibles is it's really a story of a family set in the world of superheroes. This one carries on that theme. It's awesome, the idea we came up with. Simple as that. We love to really look at our own lives and look at what's going on and find themes that we know will resonate with audiences. So anyway, uh, if you are a fan of The Incredibles, as most of you should be and I'm sure are, uh, we're getting a sequel. Um, A sequel that picks up right after the first one uh, ended. So uh, it's cool. That's cool news. Um, I'm excited. Pixar Pixar could use a... Well, how do I put this? I feel like Pixar has been not as consistently great as they used to be. Um, And I'm not sure that some of their sequels, like Finding Dory, have been as successful as I hoped. But the one franchise that I think has always been begging for a sequel is The Incredibles. Um, You know, the first one is kind of like your typical origin story. So now that we have that family established, there's so many places they could have gone immediately afterwards. They've waited over a decade uh, but, but you know what that's fine It's fine they've got a new story they want to tell they think they got the places it can go I'm very excited for that um, they've announced the cast for the live action Aladdin movie uh, I'm just going to read the article over on the AV Club Guy Ritchie's live-action adaption of Aladdin has finally found its leads just days after reports began to circulate, saying Disney was having trouble tracking down stars for the upcoming film. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the company made the big announcement at a D23 expo today, revealing that Power Rangers star Naomi Scott and Minna Musaad, whose credits include the Teen Nick series Open Heart and Amazon's upcoming Jack Ryan show will play Princess Jasmine and Aladdin himself. The company also confirmed that the duo will join the already rumored Will Smith, who is now officially attached to step into Robin Williams' pointy shoes as Genie. Um, Disney made the announcement at the Expo. They also tweeted it out. Uh, There's not a release date yet for the movie, uh, but this shows that we're going to get an Aladdin movie sooner rather than later. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the casting. Uh, I actually like the fact that both Jasmine and Aladdin are relatively lesser-known people. Um, I think that's going to serve this movie well. What I really have concerns about is Will Smith as the genie. Um, Not that Will Smith is a terrible actor by any stretch of the imagination, but Will Smith is not Robin Williams. Uh, Truthfully, no one is Robin Williams. Whoever stepped into that role probably was going to have... Uh, some difficulty um, matching the original performance that Robin Williams gave. But Will Smith is so not Robin Williams, I'm, I'm very... I have no idea what that genie is going to look like. I also don't know if this movie is going to be uh, a musical, or musical-esque kind of like the animated one was, or if it's going to be more like the Jungle Book live-action adaption was, where there is music and some singing-ish stuff going on in that movie, but... That movie, the, the Jungle Book remake, the live-action one, was was more more of just a, a, an adventure kind of movie, less musical, uh, or less like a traditional musical, uh, than the animated version was. I'm sure that's where they're going with Aladdin, um, I'm sure Will Smith is going to give it his all. Um, I'm just not sure how he is going to do portraying Genie. I guess we'll find out. There's no release date, like I said, but you can definitely guarantee that in the next couple of years, we're going to get a live-action Aladdin movie, and I hope it's good. <laughs> Moving on, more news from D2, uh, D23, goodness, can't talk today. Um, there is a behind-the-scenes look at The Last Jedi, the new Star Wars movie coming out this December. Um, it doesn't really show us tons of new footage from the new movie, uh, but it does give us a lot of behind-the-scenes interviews with different uh, actors and producers, writers, directors, that kind of thing. Um, it looks... I mean, as far as hype is concerned, this behind-the-scenes thing, you can find it on YouTube, uh, it does a good job of getting me excited for the movie. They talk generally about the direction they're going in and how it's uh, not what we're probably expecting as an audience or as a fan. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I think the, the main complaint with the epi- uh, the first of this new trilogy, Episode Seven. Uh, was that it was too familiar, uh, too much like A New Hope, uh, so that's exciting, um, I'm really looking forward to The Last Jedi, this does a good job of getting you excited about it, also there's uh, some um, some bits in there um, that, that are going to make you tear up a little bit, um, there, there's behind the scenes stuff with Carrie Fisher, she has a couple comments, you see some shots with her, with direct, uh, the director and some other people, Um I miss her so much. I'm so sad that she passed away. Anyway, you see that, that's in there. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a good time. Go do a YouTube search for it. It's a good video. It gets you hyped for what's coming up next. Speaking of the Star Wars universe, um, the Solo Han Solo movie, which is a fun way to say that, uh, and its new director, Ron Howard, um, are, are definitely t- getting to work. Um, There's a new tweet that Ron Howard sent out that actually shows a very um, obscured shot of Chewbacca, but a young Chewbacca. Um, And when I heard this, I was like, there's no way there's like, like, that's not a big deal. But you look at it, it's like, oh, like, young Chewbacca looks pretty different. Still looks the same, like you can recognize that it's the same person, but they're the same creature but it's it's a younger version of him it's very interesting anyway you want to check that out go over to ron howard's twitter and check that out the last bit of straight up news uh comes from d23 with mark ruffalo (laughs) sizing up the chances of a standalone hulk movie quote it will never happen (laughs) okay i'm gonna read the story straight from variety um try as he might mark ruffalo just does not see a future where another standalone hulk movie exists the Avenger star confirmed the news to Variety at Disney's D23 Expo on Saturday. Ruffalo joined Marvel's Kevin Feige on stage to share an exclu- exclusive trailer of Avengers Infinity War alongside uh, a whole bunch of other people, because that movie's huge. Uh, following the screening, which received deafening applause from the audience, Ruffalo spoke to Variety about a potential spin-off movie of his own. Quote, I want to just make one thing perfectly clear today. A standalone Hulk movie will never happen. Confirmed, Ruffalo. Universal has the rights, and for some reasons, they don't know how to play well with Marvel, and they don't want to make money. Uh. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. So I know that I don't think there's tons of people who've been clamoring for a solo Hulk movie. I think some of the die-hard Marvel fans have definitely wanted um, a solo Hulk movie, and I think there's a lot. There's there's some storylines for the comics that could be really cool. At the same time, uh, he is not one of the bigger stars of the Marvel Universe. I think he's a known commodity, the Hulk is, the character, but he's not a character that I think a lot of people are dying to see by himself in his own solo movie. And I think the way that Marvel's been handling with him with him and the Avengers, him, he's going to be in Thor Ragnarok uh, coming this November, the way they've been handling putting him into the movies without having his own movie works for me. It's about, it's enough Hulk for me. I, I don't, I'm not clamoring for more. I, I, I think I'm getting the, the right amount of Hulk content in my Marvel movies. Anyway, for those of you who were hoping against hope that we'd get a Hulk solo movie sometime soon, it doesn't look like we'll get one because the whole uh, Marvel movie rights being with Universal or the, the Hulk movie rights being with Universal. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon, if at all. All right, let's move on to some quick hits. Alright, here we go. Some quick hits. Uh, Out of D23, uh, not specifically movie news, but Disney is stepping up its uh, movie tie-ins with the park, especially its newer stuff like Star Wars and Marvel. So, uh, they announced at D23, they kind of showed off the projects for Star Wars Land, which has officially been called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, If you don't know about this, look up some stuff. It looks bonkers. It's a it's a huge add-on to both Disneyland and Disney World, where you can basically go experience, kind of like you can go experience um, like Tomorrowland, you could go experience Star Wars. Uh, and just be immersed with people dressed up as characters, and ride them in the Millennium Falcon, and go to shops that are like you see in Star Wars. Uh, but they also announced that a bunch of fun additions are coming. So there's going to be a Ratatouille attraction in the French Pavilion, uh, in Epcot. Also in Epcot will be a Guardians of the Galaxy mission. Um, also, you're going to get in Disney Hollywood Studios a Mickey and Minnie Mouse Runaway Railway kind of thing. Uh, but the thing I'm most excited about is uh, this Tron-themed attraction. So if you don't know, over in Shanghai Disney World, no, Disneyland, excuse me, um, they already have this Tron-themed attraction, and it looks really cool, because you're on like that, that bike thing, and you're going around. Anyway, it looks like this is coming uh, to the Magic Kingdom near Space Mountain, so if you're a big Disney fan, um, holy crap, that's exciting news, a lot of new rides, a lot of team rides, a lot of cool ways they're taking properties they have and kind of incorporating into their parks already, but also it looks like um, they're also adding... To the the hotel experience, so Disney has a lot of on site resorts you can stay at, and one that they're planning for is a Star Wars themed resort, um, and a Marvel themed resort. So in the Star Wars one, you'd, you'd like it'd be like staying in a hotel in the Star Wars world, and in the Marvel one, it's a little more you know the characters are there and different rooms are like different uh, Stark or Avengers places. Anyway, they're they're really taking their properties and incorporating them into their parks. Um, I love theme parks and I love that kind of crap. So, this is really cool news. Uh, you can look it up on tons of websites. It's all there. Go look at it. It's awesome. Um, into some TV news Game of Thrones season 7 premiered on Sunday, as I'm sure a lot of you know, and it turned out to be the biggest episode so far for the series. Um, it drew in a total of 16.1 million total viewers, which is nuts. Uh, if you go back and look at the Season 1 premiere, which is the lowest rated, I believe, of the series, that was at 2.2 million people. Um, so <laughs> they have really grown that show. Good for Game of Thrones. Uh, it seems to be trucking along just fine. Uh, no spoilers here. Uh, the Dark Tower movie, if you've been following Stephen King's... Uh, well, if you've been following this movie, it's based on a Stephen King series of books. Um, a lot of people, myself included, really hope this movie does well because we love that book series specifically. Um, some interesting news. The runtime for The Dark Tower is well under two hours and, in fact, is 95 minutes. It's less than an hour and a half, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, although it could be. Uh, the We're not sure what this movie is, if it's a combination of a couple books, if it's drawing from a couple books, if it's the first book specifically. Um... But it's ninety five minutes. Comes out August fourth. Uh, it's either going to be a really crappy movie, or this shortened, ru- shorter runtime means that they really spent time editing uh, and really making a tight, compact, briskly paced action kind of movie, um, which could be good too. So we'll see. Dark Tower, ninety five minutes. And finally, the final quick hit this week. Uh, Doctor Who is a big series uh, for a lot of movie and TV nerds. Uh, and they recently announced who the 13th Doctor is going to be, and, uh, it's a female. First time in the series a a female has been cast as, uh, the Doctor. Her name's Jodie Whittaker. She's known for being in the shows Broadchurch and Attack the Block. Um, a lot of British people or people over in Europe probably are more familiar with their shows and with her, um, Us in the U.S., probably less familiar with her. Anyway, I'm excited. I think that's great casting. That's a fun new direction to take the show and to breathe some life into it. So, that is our quick hits. Let's move on to what's coming out in digital and on video tomorrow. So, coming out on digital and video, there's only two movies that I really wanted to draw your attention to. One of them you've probably heard of, one of them you probably haven't heard of. Um, The first is Kong Skull Island. I saw this movie in theaters, um, wasn't a big fan of it, but I know that a lot of people were. Um, It has 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critical consensus is, offering exhilarating eye candy, solid acting, and a fast-paced story, Kong Skull Island earns its spot in the movie monster's mythos without ever matching up to the classic original. Um, it's fine. It, it's a fine movie. It's an okay action movie, in my opinion. Um, and maybe I'm just off base. I, I bring it up because a lot of people, again, a lot of people I've talked to are like, "No, oh, that was a fun movie. Um, it's not the craziest movie you've ever seen, but I can see how some people enjoy it and think it's fun. Um, I think th- this movie is supposed to be in the same universe as the Godzilla movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh, The idea is that the two characters, Godzilla and Kong, will end up in the same movie moving forward. So if you like Godzilla and want to be prepared, I guess, for that movie universe, um, you probably need to see this one. Uh, And it's an okay time. It's an okay time. It is not a terrible movie. I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was great. I didn't think it lived up to the uh, quality of the, the more recent Godzilla movie. Anyway, that movie is out tomorrow on digital and video, If that sounds like your cup of tea, go ahead and give it a watch. Uh, The other movie that uh, I wanted to bring up is a movie called Free Fire. currently has 67% of Rotten Tomatoes. Critical consensus, Free Fire aims squarely for genre thrills and hits its target repeatedly and with great gusto, albeit with something less than pure cinematic grace. Um, I I saw this movie as well in theaters. What's fun about this movie, in my opinion, is it's basically this deal, um, this arms deal, that these two sides have, um, that starts the movie. They end up in this, like, warehouse, and then it goes bad, but the whole movie takes place in that warehouse, and there's, like, this, this standoff between all of them. So they're, like, hiding behind stuff and shooting each other, and eventually, um, the cast of characters gets whittled down as this standoff continues. Uh, it's fun, it's interesting. There's a lot of people in this movie you've probably heard of, like Army Hammer, like Brie Larson, um... So you, you've seen some of these people, and some of the people in here you've seen before, but you don't know their names. It's kind of one of those movies you're like, oh yeah, that guy. Um, it is not the greatest movie in the world, but it's a lot of fun. It's not going to win any Academy Awards, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it certainly more than I enjoyed, enjoyed? enjoyed uh, Kong Skull Island. So those are the two movies I wanted to draw your attention to. Not a ton of movies coming out tomorrow. Um, But Kong Skull Island and Free Fire coming out tomorrow on digital and video. Next, let's move into our weekend wrap-up where you will find just how badly I screwed up this weekend. (laughs) Okay, so the weekend wrap-up, for those of you who don't know what it is, uh, is where I go over what the movie, the top five movies at the box office were this weekend, in order, and I tell you how much money they made. Uh, this is more fun if you've listened to our Thursday episodes, um, where I do my uh, top five for the weekend, where I try to guess what movies I think are going to be in which order. Uh, so, I will let you know what those are here now, before I actually jump into the actual figures. Um, so what I said was, in the number one spot, I thought Spider-Man Homecoming would be number one. Number two would be War for the Planet of the Apes. Number three, Despicable Me 3. Number four, Wonder Woman. And number five, Wish Upon. And boy, oh boy, was I wrong. Two of those movies aren't even in the top five this weekend. And the ones I did get right aren't necessarily in the right order. So let's go to the actual numbers. Let's get going. Uh, Number one was not Spider-Man. Number one was War for the Planet of the Apes. I thought it would be close. It did end up being close, but War for the Planet of the Apes did well. It made fifty six million dollars at the box office. Was the number one movie this weekend? Uh, number two was Spider Man Homecoming with forty four million. Um, a bit surprising. Spider Man Homecoming I thought would do better in its second weekend. It uh, had a sixty two percent drop off. Um, that's quite a drop off. That that's not that's not great from its first to its second week. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Uh, the big the big movie this uh, summer that had legs, that really didn't seem to be uh, dropping and declining quickly, was Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman did very well this summer um, and didn't have such a precipitous drop-off like a lot of movies tend to. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, that's a pretty, it's a pretty significant drop from its first to its second week. Uh, number three, like I guessed, was Despicable Me 3, $19 million, uh, it's doing okay, it's doing well, it is it is going to cross the $200 million threshold before its theatrical run is done, um, but it is it is quickly slowing to a halt, and is not doing as well as its previous movies, still doing well, but not as well, uh, here's where things really went off the rail for me, number four was Baby Driver, um, I'm very surprised by that, that's a, very impressive, this movie... Um, I think Baby Driver is a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies of the summer, uh, but I'm surprised because it it keeps sticking around. This movie didn't have a lot of marketing. It didn't have a lot of buzz beforehand, but I guess word of mouth is keeping this going. It had eight million dollars at the box office. It's number four this weekend. Um, you know, if it keeps going like it's going, that movie could reach a hundred million. Which for a small, low budget action movie. Uh, is going to be great. Certainly the best movie that director, uh, not the best movie, but certainly the highest grossing movie that director Edgar Wright has ever had. Uh, Very, very impressed uh, with how Baby Driver's doing. And number five, I also got wrong. Number five was The Big Sick. Uh, Last week I talked about, or last episode I talked about how I wasn't sure that a lot of people had heard about this or that this movie would do well. Um... Because it, it just hasn't gotten a huge marketing push. And granted, number five is not huge at the box office. Um, this is the weekend that it expanded into a uh, wide release across the U.S. Uh, it had been a limited release up to this point. Um, so it came in with $7.5 million at the box office, which isn't terrible. I mean, this movie isn't a huge blockbuster. Didn't cost a lot of money to make. Um, and obviously it was enough to get into the number 5 spot. So good for them. I haven't seen it yet. That's on my list to see this week sometime. Apparently it's very good. Reviews for it are very strong. Um, I'm just disappointed because I didn't think it would make it into the top 5. And it did. So if you're keeping track at home, I got 1 out of 5 correct this weekend. Which was guessing Despicable Me at the third spot. Uh, I didn't know that War for the Planet of the Apes and Spider-Man Homecoming would be on the board. I just had them flip-flopped 1 and 2. And then the last two, the four and five spots, got entirely wrong. So, after two weeks of really good, near-perfect scores, I fall back down to earth. I crash and burn. Hopefully next week, I will do much better. That is our weekend wrap-up. All right, that, ladies and gentlemen, has been our episode. That's Movies and Stuff for July seventeenth, two 2007. Um, thank you so much for being here. I hope you had a good time. There's a lot of Disney news uh, and a lot of interesting stuff that happened this weekend at the box office. Um, as always, I just want to, I, I keep wanting to throw this out there so that you know, um, and know that I mean it sincerely. This show is not just for me. It's for all of you listeners listening to the show. Um, if you're enjoying the show, let me know. If you don't like the show, let me know. Also, why are you still listening to it? Um... If there's things you think I can improve on, let me know. This isn't a show just for me. This is a show for all of us. Uh, I love movies. I love talking about movies or else I wouldn't have made this podcast. Uh, And I want this show to be not just me talking at you, but more of a conversation. So please download the Anchor app. Call into the show. uh, Write to my email address, themoviesandstuff at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show, ways I can improve, things you'd like to hear about, segment ideas, all of it welcome all of it Uh, as long as it's constructive criticism and not just you trolling me I welcome it Uh, I want this to be something we're all proud of something we all want to and uh, all enjoy Um, I am behind the scenes working on ways to improve the show Um, we might change up uh, the format, we might not just have me on the show the whole time. I'm, I'm thinking about getting some other hosts on the show uh, to help me banter and talk about all the movie news that's happening. Uh, if you think it's a great idea, let me know. If you don't, let me know, right? Uh, this is a show for all of us. Um, also, if you're listening to this not on the Anchor app but in podcast form, even if you are listening to on the Anchor app, uh, if you guys could go to iTunes, if you go to Google Play Services rate the show give it five stars leave a little review tell me and everybody else what you think that kind of stuff goes a long way to helping out the success of this show Uh, also don't forget early days we did this show every day we have changed up the format to better suit you and our audience and the movie news Uh, we are now a Monday and Thursday show Um, that is a recent change so don't forget there's not an episode tomorrow the next episode's on Thursday Monday and Thursday. Anyway, I think that's all of the closing comments I have. Again, thank you so much for being here. Be a part of the show. Share this with everybody. Thank you so much. I've been your host, Rob Yates. Go watch a movie.